0: My world Evidence and answers. The Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered in 11 caves along the northwest shore of the Dead Sea between the years 1947 and 1956. The area is approximately 13 miles east of Jerusalem and is 1,300 feet below sea level. The fragmented texts are numbered according to the cave that they came out of they've been called the greatest manuscript discovery of modern times but what can we learn from them you're tuned to Evidence and Answers with your host Pat Zukran. Pat is an author teacher and international speaker in the area of Christian apologetics the defense of the Christian faith in today's episode of Evidence and Answers Pat will share about the Dead Sea Scrolls and what we can learn from them here's Pat now
1: you're listening to Evidence and Answers where we provide compelling evidence for faith and hope in Christ and provide biblical answers to some of the toughest challenges Christians face today. We have been going on our series on the Bible, and we have been covering archaeology and the Bible, and now we're going to cover perhaps what is the greatest manuscript discovery in ancient Middle Eastern history, the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now, the story of this remarkable discovery goes like this. About two centuries before Christ set foot upon the earth, The worship at the sacred Jerusalem temple had become corrupt and with seemingly little hope for reform, a group of devoted Jews removed themselves from the mainstream and began a monastic life in the Judean desert, the region known as the Dead Sea. Their studies in the Old Testament scriptures led them to believe that God's judgment upon Israel and the city of Jerusalem was imminent and the Anointed One, the Messiah, would return to restore the nation of israel and purify their worship so anticipating this moment this group known as the essenes retreated into the qumran desert to await the return of their messiah this community which began in about the third century bc devoted their days to the study and copying of the sacred scriptures and their theological and sectarian works now as tensions between the jews and the romans increase the community then hid their valuable scrolls in caves along the Dead Sea to protect them from the invading armies of Rome. Their hope was that one day the scrolls would be retrieved and restored to the nation of Israel. In 70 AD, the Roman general Titus invaded Israel and destroyed the city of Jerusalem and its treasured temple. It is at this time that the Qumran community was also overrun and became extinct. The scrolls remain hidden for the next 2,000 years. Now in 1947, a Bedouin shepherd named Muhammad Ahmed El-Dib was searching for his lost goat and came upon a small opening to a cave. Thinking his goat may have fallen into the cave, he threw rocks into the opening. And instead of hearing a startled goat, he heard the shattering of clay pottery. Lowering himself into the cave, he discovered several sealed jars. Hoping to find treasure, he opened the jars, but to his disappointment, he found them to contain leather scrolls. He collected seven of the best scrolls and left the other fragments on the ground and returned home. Mohammed eventually brought some of the scrolls to a cobbler, and antiquities dealer in Bethlehem named Kando. Kando, thinking the scrolls were written in Syriac, brought them to the Syrian Orthodox Archbishop, Mar Athanasius Samuel. Mar Samuel recognized the scrolls were written in Hebrew, and suspected they may be very ancient and valuable. He eventually had the scrolls examined by experts at the American School of Oriental Research. The men then contacted the world's foremost Middle Eastern archaeologist of that time, Dr. William Albright, and these men confirmed the antiquity of the scrolls and dated them to have been written between the second and first century BC, two to a hundred years before Christ. After the initial discovery, archaeologists searched other nearby caves between 1952 and 1956 and discovered 10 additional caves that produced thousands of ancient documents as well. Scrolls or fragments of them were found in all 11 caves, and one of the greatest treasures of ancient manuscripts had been discovered, the Dead Sea Scrolls. And that's the story behind the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now, scholars were anxious to find out what they had found in the Dead Sea Scrolls and indeed what they discovered was the most ancient Old Testament manuscripts ever discovered. In dating the scrolls, several methods were used to determine their age. The three main methods were archaeology, paleography, and orthography, which is the study of ancient writing forms and spelling, and carbon-14 dating. Each method can derive accurate results, and in cases where all three methods arrive at the same conclusions, there's an increased reliability in the dating. Archaeologists also studied the pottery, coins, graves, and garments there at Qumran where the Essenes lived. They arrived at a date ranging from the 2nd century B.C. to the 1st century A.D. Paleographers studied the style of writing and arrived at dates ranging from the 3rd century B.C., to the 1st century AD and scientists using radiocarbon dating method of accelerator mass spectronomy dated the scrolls to range from the 4th century BC to the 1st century AD with all these methods coming to very similar conclusions scholars are very confident of the dating of the scrolls the scrolls appear to date as early as the 3rd century BC Or around as late as the first century AD at the latest now 11 caves were discovered to contain nearly eleven hundred ancient documents which included several scrolls and more than a hundred thousand fragments fragments from every Old Testament book were discovered except for the book of Esther other works included apocryphal books commentaries manuals of discipline for the Qumran community, and theological texts. The majority of the texts were written in the Hebrew language, but there were also manuscripts written in Aramaic and in Greek. Now, among the 11 caves, Cave 1, which was excavated in 1949, and Cave Number 4 in 1952, proved to be the most productive of all the caves. Some of the significant discoveries include the famous Isaiah scroll, the entire scroll of isaiah which is a well-preserved scroll of the entire book of isaiah was discovered also there was the famous discovery of the famous copper scrolls which were discovered in cave 3 in 1952 unlike most of the scrolls which were written on leather or parchment these scrolls were written on copper and provided directions to 64 sites containing hidden treasures located around Jerusalem. Talk about an Indiana Jones kind of movie, huh? But so far, no treasure has been found at the sites that have been investigated. The oldest known piece of biblical Hebrew literature is a fragment from the book of Samuel, labeled 4Q Sam, discovered in cave number 4 and is dated to be from the 3rd century B.C., Indeed, these were the most ancient Hebrew manuscripts of the Old Testament ever found, and their contents would soon yield valuable insights to our understanding of Judaism and even early Christianity. Now, the Dead Sea Scrolls not only were the most ancient manuscripts of the Old Testament ever found, but they also confirmed the faith of Christians all over the world. First, the Dead Sea Scrolls, played a crucial role in determining the accurate preservation of our Old Testament text. With hundreds of manuscripts and fragments from every book of the Old Testament except the book of Esther, there are many comparisons that can be made with our present-day text. Now, our present Old Testament text is translated from what is called the Masoretic text. The Masoretes were Jewish scholars from about 500 to 950 A.D. and gave the final form of the text of the Old Testament that we have today. Before 1947, the oldest Masoretic text was the Aleppo Codex, which dates to about 935 A.D. With the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls, we now had manuscripts that predated the Masoretic text by nearly 1,000 years So scholars were anxious to see how the scroll documents would match up with our present Old Testament Masoretic text. If significant differences were found, it could be concluded that our Old Testament text had not been well preserved and that many changes had been made. Critics along with religious groups like Muslims and many Mormons often make the claim that the present-day Old Testament has been corrupted and not well preserved. According to these religious groups' premise, this would explain the contradictions between the Old Testament and their teachings. Now, after years of careful study, it has been concluded that the scrolls give substantial confirmation that our Old Testament has indeed been accurately preserved. Many of the manuscripts and fragments of the Dead Sea Scrolls were found to be almost identical with our Masoretic text. Hebrew scholar Miller Burroughs writes, It is a matter of wonder that through something like 1,000 years, the text underwent so little alteration. As I said in my first article on the scroll, herein lies its chief importance, supporting the fidelity of the Mesoritic tradition. Let me give you an example of a significant comparison study which was conducted with the Isaiah scroll, dated about 100 BC, and this is of the entire book of Isaiah. After much research, scholars found that comparing this Isaiah scroll to our present-day book of Isaiah in the Masoretic text, the two texts were practically identical, except for minor details such as spelling. Really, no significant variants were found affecting the meaning of the text. One of the most respected Old Testament scholars, the late Gleason Archer, examined the two Isaiah scrolls found in Cave one and wrote, Even though the two copies of Isaiah discovered in Qumran Cave 1 near the Dead Sea in 1947 were a thousand years earlier than the oldest dated manuscript previously known, 980 AD, our Masoretic text, they proved to be word-for-word identical with our standard Hebrew Bible. In more than 95% of the text, the 5% variation consisted chiefly of obviously slips of pen and variations in spelling. So despite the thousand-year gap, scholars found our present-day Masoretic text and the Dead Sea Scrolls to be nearly identical. And so the Dead Sea Scrolls provided valuable evidence that our Old Testament has been very accurately copied and preserved throughout the centuries. And that the skeptics charge that it has been corrupted and changed indeed fell aside. So one of the most valuable aspects of the Dead Sea Scrolls discovery was to demonstrate the accurate preservation of our Old Testament. Another important confirmation of the Dead Sea Scrolls was affirming that the messianic prophecies made of Christ were indeed written at least a century before Christ set foot upon the earth. So the Dead Sea Scrolls affirm the prophetic nature of the Old Testament and its messianic prophecies. One of the most powerful evidences upholding the deity of Christ is the testimony of prophecy. There are over 100 prophecies regarding Christ in the Old Testament. Many of these prophecies were made centuries before the birth of Christ and are quite specific in their detail. Skeptics question the date of the prophecies and some even charge that the Messianic prophecies were not recorded until after or at the time of Jesus and therefore discounting that they were prophetic in nature. There was strong evidence that the Old Testament canon was completed by 450 BC. The Greek translation of the Old Testament, known as the Septuagint, is dated to about 250 BC. The translation process occurred during the reign of Ptolemy Philadelphus, who ruled from 285 to 246 BC. We can conclude that a complete Hebrew text from which the Greek translation would build on must have existed prior to the 3rd century. Now the Dead Sea Scrolls provided further proof that the Old Testament canon existed prior to the 3rd century BC. Thousands of manuscript fragments from all Old Testament books except Esther were found predating Christ's birth, some dating as early as the 3rd century BC. For example, portions from the book of Samuel date to the 3rd century BC. Fragments from Daniel date to the 2nd century BC. Portions from the 12 minor prophets date from 150 B.C. to 25 B.C. Since the documents were found to be accurate to our Mesoritic text, we can reasonably be sure our Old Testament is the same one the Essenes were studying and working from. Now one of the most important scrolls found is the Isaiah scroll. This 24 foot scroll was well preserved and contains the complete book of Isaiah. This scroll was dated about 100 B.C. and contains one of the clearest and most complete prophecies of the Messiah. Chapter 53, the famous prophecy of the suffering servant. And although some Jewish scholars teach that this refers to Israel, a careful reading shows this is a messianic prophecy and can only refer to Christ. Here are just a few reasons. The suffering servant is sinless in verse 9 he dies and rises from the dead verses 8 through 10 he suffers and dies for the sins of the people verses 4 through 6 these characteristics are not true for the nation of israel now the isaiah scroll presented a manuscript that predated the birth of christ by a century containing some of the most important messianic prophecies if the only prophecy we had was the isaiah 53 prophecy there are over a dozen prophecies made of christ which he fulfilled even just that would be remarkable and so discovering this scroll even if you didn't believe Isaiah wrote the book of Isaiah at least a hundred years before Christ set foot upon the earth the book of Isaiah with its remarkable prophecies were already written down so skeptics could no longer contend that portions of the book were written after Christ or that first century insertions were added to the text So the Dead Sea Scrolls provided further proof that the Old Testament canon was completed by the 3rd century B.C. and that the prophecies foretold of Christ in the Old Testament predated the birth of Christ and indeed were prophetic in nature. These were indeed genuine prophecies made before Christ set foot upon the earth. Now what's also interesting about the scrolls is that it speaks of the Messiah what kind of messiah were first century jews expecting was he to be a conquering king a suffering servant or something else skeptics and critical scholars allege that the idea of a personal messiah was a later interpretation of christians the messiah they assert was actually the nation of israel and represented in jewish nationalism well the dead sea scrolls provided documents written by old testament jews And revealed the messianic expectations of the Jewish nation studies uncovered several parallels to the messianic hope revealed in the New Testament but there were also some differences now the similarities to the New Testament included the following first these Jews were expecting a personal Messiah an individual not a nation or a sense of nationalism second the Messiah would be a descendant of King David. Third, the Messiah would confirm his claim by performing miracles, including resurrecting the dead. Finally, he would be human and possess divine attributes. Now, a manuscript found in K4 entitled The Messianic Apocalypse, copied in the first century BC, describes the anticipated ministry of the Messiah. And this is what the text states. For He, the Messiah, will honor the pious upon the throne of His sensual eternal kingdom. Release the captives, open the eyes of the blind, lifting up those who are oppressed. For He shall heal the critically wounded, He shall raise the dead, He shall bring good news to the poor. This passage describes the ministry of Jesus as recorded in the Gospels. In Luke 7 verses 21 through 22 John the Baptist disciples come to Jesus and ask him if he is the Messiah or should they be waiting for someone else Jesus responds go tell John what you have seen and heard the blind receive their sight the lame walk the lepers are cleansed the deaf hear the dead are raised the poor have the good news brought to them so the ministry of Jesus fulfilled some of the Jewish messianic expectations so along with these similarities there are also some differences Christians have always thought that Jesus is the Messiah while the Essenes believed in two messianic figures. One an Aaronic priestly Messiah and a Davidic or royal Messiah who leads the nation to war to end the evil age. You see, even the Essenes, they had trouble putting some of the messianic passages together. Many messianic passages like Isaiah 53 would talk about the Messiah being a sacrifice for the world or a priest. However, the law teaches that a priest cannot shed blood. Yet there are other messianic passages that speak of the Messiah being a conquering king. And so they had trouble putting those two passages together. And that is why many in the Jewish nations thought perhaps there would be two messiahs, one who would fulfill the Aaronic priesthood and be the sacrifice for sins, and one that would be a conquering king. They had trouble putting it together. And so they thought perhaps maybe two messiahs were coming. Indeed, now with the New Testament, we know there are not two messiahs, but two comings of the one messiah. The first time he comes, he comes to sacrifice his life for our sins and fulfill the Old Testament law. The second time he comes, he comes as a conquering king to end this evil age. So instead of two messiahs, as many Jewish scholars thought there's indeed two comings of the one Messiah. So it's interesting to read the struggle that these Jews had and why they may have struggled when they saw Jesus and the kind of ministry they had. They were expecting a conquering king when indeed Jesus was fulfilling the Aaronic or priestly role of the Messiah first. And when he returns, he will fulfill the role as the Davidic king. So although liberals and many Jews would reject the Isaiah 53 passage as a personal Messiah because that points so clearly to Jesus, instead they reinterpreted it after Jesus to say, well, the suffering servant represents the nation of Israel. Well, that interpretation was not part of the Jewish interpretation before Christ. They were indeed looking for a Messiah who would be a personal individual, a human And divine being that's one of the things that indeed the Dead Sea Scrolls confirms finally the Dead Sea Scrolls affirm two major prophets in the Old Testament there's often been a big debate regarding two major and well disputed books of the Old Testament Daniel and Isaiah conservative scholars maintain that Daniel was written in the 6th century BC as the author declares in the first chapter The new testament writers treated daniel as a prophetic book with predictive prophecies liberal scholars and skeptics began teaching in the 18th century that it was written in the maccabean period or 2nd century bc now if they are correct daniel would not be a prophetic book that predicted the rise of empires like persia greece and rome now before the discovery of the scrolls critical scholars argued that the aramaic language used in daniel was from a time no earlier than 167 BC during the Maccabean period other scholars such as the well-respected archaeologist Kenneth Kitchen studied Daniel and found that 90 percent of Daniel's Aramaic vocabulary was used in documents from the 5th century BC or earlier the Dead Sea Scrolls revealed that kitchen's conclusion was well-founded the Aramaic language used in the Dead Sea Scrolls proved to be very different from that found in the book of Daniel. And Old Testament scholars have concluded that the Aramaic in Daniel is closer to the form used in the 4th, 5th century BC than to the 2nd century BC. Critical scholars challenge the view that Isaiah was written by a single author. Many, in fact, I studied under several in college contended that the first 39 chapters were written by one author in the 8th century bc and the final 26 chapters were written in the post-exilic period the reason for this is that there are some significant differences in the style and content between the two sections now if this were true isaiah's prophecies of babylon in the latter chapters would not have been predictive prophecies but written after the events occurred Well with the discovery of the Isaiah scroll at Qumran, scholars on both sides were eager to see if the evidence would favor their position. The Isaiah scroll revealed no break or demarcation between the two major sections of Isaiah. The scribe was not aware of any change in authorship or division of the book. Evidence from Ben Sirah, the second century BC, Josephus and the New Testament writers regarded Isaiah as written by a single author and containing predictive prophecy. Thus, the Dead Sea Scrolls added to the case for the unity and prophetic character of Isaiah. So, the Dead Sea Scrolls proved to be perhaps the greatest manuscript discovery of ancient history. In it was discovered the oldest Hebrew scriptures of the Old Testament and it affirmed the faith of Christians all over the world. It demonstrated that our Old Testament had been very accurately preserved throughout the centuries. It also affirmed the prophetic nature of the messianic prophecies. And it also affirmed that in the Messiah the Jews were waiting for was not a nation or a spirit of nationalism. It was indeed an individual figure, a person. And so the Dead Sea Scrolls did much to affirm our faith in Jesus Christ. It was truly a remarkable study for more you can read my article on the Dead Sea Scrolls at evidenceandanswers.org. This was indeed truly a remarkable study. And once again, we see how archaeology upholds a historical accuracy of the Bible.
0: Thank you for joining us here on Evidence and Answers Radio Broadcast. We hope you enjoyed Pat's study on the Dead Sea Scrolls. If you find this broadcast to be a blessing, please consider partnering with us. Evidence and Answers relies on the generous donations from you, our listeners. For the opportunity to donate, head on over to our website. That's evidenceandanswers.org. Join us again next time on the air or online for more evidence and answers.